starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Connecting with people. Connecting with friends and enemies. It's episode 113 of This Machine Kills. I'm Jathan, joined by Ed and producer Jeremy, as always. And, you know, metastasis is the process of cancer cells spreading to other parts of the body. When cancer metastasizes, it seeks to colonize other parts of the body, take it over, infect it, and replicate endlessly until it becomes the body. Facebook is in its meta phase right now. That shit is metastasizing. It is seeking to take over, like cancer, all other parts of the body politic, of the social body, of our collective bodies, sucking us into the metaverse. That is not what, that, that's, that's, the, that's the real meaning behind meta. Zuckerberg don't want you to know that. But, but the real meaning behind meta is just a short form, short form, not of metaverse, but of metastasis, metastatic. That's what Facebook is doing. And you know we got to hit y'all with a with an episode talking about meta, talking about the metaverse. You know, it, it would be malpractice on TMK's part to, to, to not spend some time at least discussing this, to act like it's not happening. You know, I think it's an open question of how much it actually is going to happen in the way that, that, uh, that Zuck... Uh, talks about in the way that those dumbass ads that were circulating all over Twitter um, when Facebook made its announcement late last week. We 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 just gotta talk about it. I remember when 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 Zuckerberg planted the Meta story or the Metaverse story with Casey Newton back in uh, you know like months ago. Now it feels like you know he did yes. that interview with his yes. you know with the one dude who did, he does interviews with you know Casey uh, for platformer that that's where he, that that's where he smuggles you know it's like it's like how the State Department and the CIA have their like right. preferred journal that they, you know, that they shove t- uh, talking points or like give, you know, quote unquote leaked, you know, it's these limited hangout shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's limited hangout. That's what Zuckerberg was doing. And when he was talking about, you know, uh, Facebook is not going to be a social media company, you know, in five to 10 years, people are going to know it as a metaverse company. Uh, you know, he, he was, he was, he's just trying to plant the plant the seeds for us to get used to this, get used to this idea that, that this is the wave of the future. Facebook has never, ever, 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 really ever been good at public image. It has never had any idea of like how to make itself not seem like the evil and nefarious company that it is. Uh, we have known this through, uh, in real life, we have known this through the documents. Think of this uh, this uh, article by Shoshana Wodinsky, um, yeah, friend of the show, friend of the pod, uh, titled "Facebook Has No Clue How to Solve Its Image Problem." Leaked doc show, and the internal documents uh, basically show that obviously we all know that even though the stock price goes up, the company has an image problem, which which poses a threat to certain demographics and the growth of those demographics that it needs to keep advertiser revenues high, right? Internal research that it did last year was uh, they did this thing where they were going to measure their perceived legitimacy in the eyes of the public and stakeholders. Shoshana put up the whole document, uh, really good. Uh, They quizzed reporters, regular users, actors. Uh, It turns out... Here's what they found, that um, people don't trust Facebook. I wonder why. 
Um, people don't understand what the content moderation process is like. Wonder why. And nobody, I'll quote uh, Shoshana here, nobody believed Facebook was motivated by anything but fat stacks of cash. The researchers' planned approach for fixing this PR crisis, quote, build trust through product experiences, end quote, get more people of color on staff, and not much. The, a member of the internal legitimacy team said, quote, users don't trust us to do the right thing because they believe we prioritize revenue and growth over safety and society. Explaining on name number, a uh, member of the internal Facebook legitimacy team whose stated mission is too well, increase the company's legitimacy in the eyes of the public. This, this kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, like the, um, uh, the State Department papers, uh, especially during the, uh, Eisenhower administration where they're like, look, okay, why do they hate us? Why do the people in the Middle East hate us? Okay, well, they hate us because there's a perception um, that we are at war against the, them, you know? it's Well, one, it's it's that the people in the region hate our government or hate the governance that we, uh, you know, the way that we govern the region, right? Because they believe there's this perception that we want their oil, right? We want to control it. We want to control access of it. We want to control distribution of it, whether that's through um, strategic alliances with you know core members of OPEC, whether that is through um, turning specific oil producers in the colonies, whatever it is. They believe we want to control it. And it's hard to counter that because it's true. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we should control it because it's key to it's key to how we're going to organize our hegemony. With Facebook, I just think it's very interesting. They're like, look, we don't. I mean, they're not saying that second part, but they're saying like, look, they don't trust us to do the right thing because they think we prioritize revenue and growth over safety and society. Well, what do they do? They prioritize revenue and growth and growth over safety and society. I mean, this is one of the things that the leaks uh, affirm over and over and over again. The report also reads that because users don't trust FB, uh, Facebook, to uh, due to past incidents, they don't believe we have good intentions or motivations when it comes to integrity efforts. Users don't perceive our content regulation system as legitimate because they don't trust our motivations. And it goes on and on and on here, right? Many participants acknowledge much of this enforcement is done by automation and algorithms, report reads, and at the same time, they believe the people who have built the algorithms are at best naive and at worst racist. They're in reality, they're both, right? So it's, it's, it's just like Facebook for a long time has understood that uh, nobody trusts it. Nobody likes it. Nobody will, or, you know, fundamentally and that they don't, you know, they're, they're in a quagmire. What do they do about it? Okay. Well, you know, one thing that you, they haven't tried yet, let's propose, um, a new thing that will never happen and, and, and spend <laughs> billions of dollars on it. What if we just say we're, we're making a new internet? What if we did that? That's, that's, that's the, that's the PR strategy now. Truly, truly, you know, change your name. You know, everybody's been making the joke. I made the joke as well, but everyone's been making the joke where it's like, you know, Facebook puts on like a fake mustache and glasses Mm -hmm. and they're like, Facebook who? Yeah, Facebook did do the, <laughs> Facebook was doing a lot of really bad shit. Yeah, yeah we should we we gotta find the guy who's doing this. We yeah. gotta go It's a bit. It's really that fucking bit from I think you should leave. Where he's in the fucking hot dog uh suit. He crashed the fucking car into the place. He's like, We're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> yeah. It was like you're the fucking guy who did this. I mean look, Facebook. Uh, the, the name change, total coincidence. It was a total coincidence that the name change happened, uh, just as all of these scandals started to come ahead. And in fact, in the video, there was this amazing moment where Mark Zuckerberg said something like some people, uh, think that this isn't a good, a good time to focus on the future. What, mm-hmm. hmm, what, what's, uh, why do they think that? Oh, is it because of the documents that have been leaking and being reported on for the past four weeks or three weeks about uh, how Facebook fundamentally does not care or either because it's incapable of or because it has uh, contradictory motivations and incentives to not care about the well-being of the billions of people who use it? 
Is it because like the scandals have reaffirmed that it is a company that facilitated genocide, that has sparked mental health crises, that does not care about privacy, right? That has fucked around with elections, that has helped uh, crack down on dissidents in this kind of other countries, <laughs> uh, that has a race. And like, there's a long list. It's like, no, 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 no. Look, these people, they're haters. They're Luddites. They're, oh, you know, dare I say. Oh. Um, and so... I got the quote here. I got the quote here. He said, quote, I know that some people will say that this isn't a time to focus on the future. And I want to acknowledge that there are important issues to work on in the in the present. There always will be. <laughs> Just also getting you used to being like, look, there are there will always be important issues yeah. to work on in the present. But yeah. that's Facebook's problem. Meta is focusing yeah. on the future, right? Leave the present behind you. Right. Zuckerberg is pulling a, uh, a restaurant owner that gets like the health board come by and just like gives them all the like shitty reviews. And then like the next day they change their name and like uh, there's a different owner yeah. and it's like the same guy, but he's just got like a different, he's, you know, different outfit, probably a fake mustache. He's like under and a big sign out front that says under new management. That's what Facebook <laughs> needs. They need a big sign on the homepage. When you get there right at the very top, that is like half the screen that just says now under new management. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, um, it is, it is actually really inspired. It's also inspired because it's like, they didn't even really change the structure of the company. They just changed the fucking name <laughs> to meta platforms. It's still like, it's still Facebook. And, and they, they, I didn't do any of the things I would have expected. I would have expected them to do what Alphabet did and turn it into a holding company and have Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, of reality labs, which is where they're doing all the bullshit second life augmentations. Um, you know, uh, I would have expected those to be separate divisions and units and companies. And instead it's just face, it's just like we're, we're, uh, meta platforms now and Facebook is a thing we have, but they didn't like still the same thing. Right. No, that that's really, yeah, that, 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 uh, analogy to Google's reorganization to alphabet is a real, is a really good analogy to see how, this is a very different case, right? And and like Brian Merchant uh, had a really good uh, article in the Atlantic on on all of this as well, and he talked about how you know many have compared Facebook's rebranding effort to Google's 2015 move to reorganize itself as Alphabet, but this has a different flavor. Google was restructuring and trying to head off antitrust complaints it saw down the road. This Facebook's uh, action feels more like a reactionary decision, one guided by public relations needs. And, and you're exactly right here as well, where, uh, and this is also something, uh, Brian gets at where the move to meta is also a very, uh, an egotistical one too, right? Like, like Zuckerberg owns uh, um, over like something like 56% of the voting shares for Facebook. Uh, so he has, he has unilateral control. Part of the not reorg, not doing a complete corporate restructuring where there's like a parent company and a bunch of like, you know, subsidiaries in the way that like Alphabet did. Part of that is also Zuckerberg does not want to give up any control, right? Like, like there's only one CEO of Meta. Uh, you know, there's not a CEO of Instagram. There's not a CEO of WhatsApp. Their executive positions, but like Adam Mazuri is the head of Instagram, not CEO of Instagram, right? Like that. Like that's really important. Like like Zuckerberg wants to maintain his uh, his like corporate tyranny over these over this cluster of products and doing a restructuring and uh, like a la Alphabet could potentially um, threaten his ability to have this like unilateral um, control over over meta and all of its suite of products. I mean, we, we yeah, we just cannot like uh, underestimate how much of this is also Mark Zuckerberg's own uh, ego playing into this as well, that he doesn't want to hand over any control, right? He's not ready to step down. I was reading this interview with the in the information. I believe it was the information where they said that he didn't. He never. I mean, part of that also feel part of what he said in the interview feels like a little bit of like a posturing. But he's like, yeah, I never considered stepping down as CEO. And I mean, like, I can get also. I can get like whether or not he actually did. I can get why he would present that 
as a thing because to make it sound like he was stepping with considering it also undermines the narrative that they're pushing with this, right? And also undermines his ego and his role, uh, the role of his ego in here. It is Mark Zuckerberg is able to see something that we all are not. We are all vaguely gesticulating at the metaverse. We are all vaguely gesticulating at augmented reality and virtual reality. But it is Zuckerberg who is in a position to actually craft it because so many operating systems, so many mobile devices use Facebook. So many communities exist on Facebook. And as a result, they have all, and they have such insight into human behavior. They have such insight into human patterns. They have such ingratiation into people's lives that they can not only bring them into the digital world and the, and the you know, traditional internet, but also this metaverse and help them get in in a way where they'll still be connected. I mean, that's part of the pitch. It's all bullshit. It's all, it's all, uh, you know, my editor over at uh, Motherboard, you know, wrote a story about this where he was calling it like a delusional fever dream, right? Uh, uh, the quote I, I like, I'll, I'll quote it from here, is uh, the future Zuckerberg went on to pitch was a delusional fever dream cribbed most obviously from dystopian science fiction and misleading or outright fabricated virtual reality product pitches from the last decade. In the metaverse, an embodied internet where we are, basically inside the computer via a headset or other reality modifying technology of some sort, rather than hang out with people in real life, you could meet up with them as Casper the Friendly Ghost style holograms to do historically fun and simulating activities such as attend concerts and play basketball. And but and it's like if you watch the present, it's like you know, there was what there's it was so weird as you know, Jason pointed out. There's this one part at which like people are playing chess together and one of them is like a force ghost, a blue force ghost. Yeah. What the fuck? It just sucks <laughs> so bad, just, too. It looks like like they're both elderly. Are you is he dead? Are you playing with your dead friend? Or are you trying like what I don't there's there's like weird tickets or uh concerts they can go to uh together and you can come as a fucking robot, you can come as a as a lizard, you know, whatever skin that you want to, and it's like okay. Oh, cool. So so now the elites in society can finally shed their human skin and wear their real lizard skins, but in the metaverse. <laughs> and it's also important to note that the that the presentation was full of bullshit pitches for things that don't yet exist. He's talking about augmented reality and he was talking about augmented reality glasses, but where are the fucking glasses? He's talking about all these hologram displays. He's talking about all these ma this massive infrastructure that's necessary for it. And they haven't even built any of it. They don't even have the technology to build some of the things that they're talking about right now, right? It's more like a vibe. It's more like, mm -hmm. a, like come along with me as I build this immaculate vibe that sounds like Black Mirror. Do you remember the episode in which the guy... Uh, was responsible for the death of someone, and so they blocked him, and he couldn't interact with people in real life. Mm. That's what yeah. this, is, you know, part that part of that is in there, where he's like, "Yeah, you'll be able to block people in the future in the metaverse if you don't want to interact with them. You'll also be able to." I was <laughs> talking to another reporter about this, McKenna Kelly, who's a reporter at The Verge, and she was telling me how it feels like uh, he's pitching a new type of prison because he'll be like, because you know, at all, at one point in the video, he goes, "Um, hey, uh." Also, if you just want some alone time, you can just go into like, you can isolate yourself in the metaverse. It's like, motherfucker, I can do that in my room. <laughs> I can go to my room. What are you, what are you, what are you pitching here? It's nonsense. Like why and what the world as it is right now is lacking uh, the, the, the freedom and the autonomy and the, and, the, and the resources for people to live their lives as they want to, as connected as they want to and as not as connected as they want to, right? For a multitude of reasons, but you know, most of them dealing with capitalism and how it fucking alienates all of us and, and makes us mutilate ourselves so that we can, you know, survive, right? But a lot of people in real life don't get to be who they are, connect with who they are. This world that he's proposing is not offers no novel way for people to express or realize themselves and just replicates everything in life right now, right? You will probably need just as much money to get nice things in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And he's offering you privacy and, you know, bullshit privacy and security on a platform that he owns. So you won't actually be alone, but you'll be alone from other people in the bullshit metaverse that you're supposed to be getting into to connect with other people when all you can do is just step outside of it. Right. It, 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 because of it, of, it's not even like a real alternative world. It's just a very, 
the way that platforms, most platforms, right, try to create closed gardens so that they can extract as much value from the consumers as possible by making them transfer all their transactions from normalized, non-commodified forms to activities where every single value is quantified, right? That's what we have with ride hailing. That's what we have with food delivery, right? And with these bullshit metaverse things, the goal here is to port your life onto a platform where everything will be commodified, quantified, transactable for no reason other than um, his ego. And a fever dream and a bullshit pitch and a PR strategy. There's nothing that he said in that video that's real. And anytime I see someone take it seriously, I want to lose my mind. I don't understand what there's, you know, I want what they're smoking. I want it because maybe I would, maybe I would go through life a little bit more relaxed and less anxious and doom pilled if I had it because I don't get it. What is he building? Let me tell you as somebody who, spends most of their waking hours on some type of substance. It doesn't help, man. It really doesn't. When when you realize the world is doomed, all you can do is just kind of smooth the hard rough edges and and hope not to bump your head on anything going through. I I feel like I feel like Zuck is like has people reading him like Snow Crash and like Ready Player 1. He's like, "Yes, that. That. We can do that. We can do that." I mean, he's just like lifting all this shit from from science fiction. Quite explicitly, he loves Ready Player One. It's um, it's uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it still is, but it used to be when you uh, started working at Oculus, they like the first day there, they would hand you a copy of Ready Player One and say your first task is to read this, right? Like, uh, like they like it's quite explicitly they love that shit. I mean, so digging into all all this stuff is well. I mean, importantly, you know. This is a this is a, a a fever dream of a post scarcity society, right? Where it's like you know you can oh it's a metaverse it's post scarcity, but importantly you can spend real money to buy fake shit, right? It's a Fortnite like skin economy. It's a fucking like remember back like one of Steve Bannon's griffs was he ran like a World of Warcraft gold farming uh like outfit like. <laughs> Like this is one of the this is one of the grifts like before he you know got up got up with Trump is that yeah like and that's what this shit really is right it's like it, you know it's spending real money to do like gold farming in the metaverse uh, to buy fake shit uh, but with real money or with some you know cryptocurrency Libra or whatever the fuck Facebook is trying to get on about it. But still at the end of the day, it that's what all of this really boils down to. They love that like ready player one shit, right? Like we're all going to be living in the stacks of like, you know, trailer parks stacked on top of each other, but it's fine. It's fine. You can escape to the metaverse where you can be a, a, a robot or a forest ghost or, or you can like, you know, save up all of your money for 10 years so that you can buy an Iron Man costume, right? You can get that Disney IP. You can get that Disney IP and it's cool. It's awesome. It's going to give you clout. It's going to give you that social capital. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll never transfer into economic capital, but that's okay. We live in a post economy, right? We live in a, it's all social, baby. It's all social. Uh, humans connecting with other humans. Zuckerberg published a, a, a founder's letter on Thursday, you know, one of these open letters talking about metaverse and all that shit. And in that he said, quote, right now, our brand is so tightly linked to one product, Facebook, that it can't possibly represent everything we're doing today, let alone in the future. The metaverse is the next frontier. Now, we don't need to spend time digging into that frontier uh, uh, metaphor because we talked a lot about that in one of our premium episodes uh, on uh, on chapter one of Wendy H.K. Chun's book, where she dug into, you know, this metaphor of cyberspace as this like wild frontier, as this, you know, as free real estate, right? It's always goes back to the Tim and Eric bit. It's free real estate, baby. It's free real estate. 
So we don't need to spend a lot of time digging into that frontier and shit, but, but, but it is telling that this is all such a PR thing, right? It really is about like, you can't possibly understand all the things that we're doing because you're so focused on, on Facebook and its problems. You need to be looking, you need to be casting your eyes to the future, to the next frontier, which we are currently colonizing, right? Like we're homesteading that shit. Uh, and you can come and live here in a big company town and in, in virtual reality. Now there, there's a lot to dig into with this. I, I want to pick up on a point that you, that you were talking about earlier, Ed, where the, the, uh, now the very astute analogy you made here with like how the state department, you know, uh, the like, you know, these leaked state department papers talking about how can we get people to perceive the American empire and, and global hegemony as not what it is, empire and hegemony, right? Like what's wrong with people's perceptions? People, the, 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 the problem with people's perceptions is that they're based in fact and reality right now. We gotta, we gotta change that. We gotta, we gotta do some psyops on that shit so that they, so that they, that they, that they trust us. It is very interesting that Facebook had, you know, once again, you know, we talk about corporate sovereignty here. Facebook has quite explicitly taken on this this kind of attitude of a state trying to gain legitimacy, right? That very language of Facebook using in its, you know, in its internal papers of gaining legitimacy. This is how like the U.S. talked about its invasion in Iraq and Afghanistan, right? Like how do we win hearts and minds while also doing shock and awe, right? Like, like this is what it's all about, gaining legitimacy, not earning it, but gaining it, tricking people into giving it to them. And then, uh, there's no accident that this is the, the stance that they've taken because as we know, as we've talked about before, um, you know, Nick Clegg, the vice president of global affairs for, uh, for Facebook was also deputy prime minister of the UK. Right, trained politician knows all about what it is, what it means to 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 grift, to to do spin, to convince the public, to buy into policies, buy into ideologies. That's why he. That's why that motherfucker got hired. But we also know that Facebook has on staff intelligence uh, office, like like ex intelligence officers. Right, they have like people from the Naval Intelligence Agency. They have people from the CIA. They have these people that are trained in doing fucking coups and doing psyops and, uh, you know, in, in all of this nefarious, like, you know, uh, global intelligence agency, hegemony, empire type of shit. You think they got a job at Facebook, uh, you know, not because of their CVs, not because of their connections, right? Like you think they got a job at Facebook to do content moderation or you think they got a job at Facebook to do the shit the CIA and the Naval Intelligence Agency and all these, uh, all, you know, State Department uh, and Pentagon uh, offices taught them to do. That's why they got their jobs, right? That's what that revolving door is for. That's why they now work at Facebook, right? We, we talked about this in a, in a premium episode we did a long time ago talking about like Facebook's um, oversight board. It's like so-called Supreme Court. And, you know, talking about the way in which, you know, a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, CIA, spook, you know, these like ex-spooks, uh, you know, want to see themselves or spin themselves as good, uh, as good liberal subjects, as fighters for democracy and American values. Aaron had a good uh, joke about that where he was like, every single one of them has a Twitter bio where it's like proud father of three, love my dog, uh, worked in um, Vietnam, 19... 19- 59 to 64, uh, whereas in station in Cuba, f- um, from 65 to 69, <laughs> it's like, okay, what's up? <laughs> what are you doing? What you doing? <laughs> they were in Laos. They were in Laos. No, they're in Laos, but the, the air force was bombing. The air force was bombing, uh, Vietnam before the, yeah. like in the late fifties to support the French. Mm-hmm. I, I just assume this was uh, the fucking CIA doing this shit. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the straight pipeline to fucking overthrowing governments to fucking, you know, s- s- scooping up all your info and 
But yeah, no, sorry to cut you off, Jaden. It's just like, they always, you know, they all see themselves as good people. And that's part of why the revolving door exists. It's the, it's a shared vibe. It's a shared ideology. It's a mm-hmm. shared legitimacy net, a framework for them to view the world and learn and understand it. Yeah. And they see Facebook as the next, uh, like big power in, in, in the globe where they can go and do that good work that good work of spreading democratic values of doing regime change, you know, <laughs> like that, like we, we got our training in the, you know, as spooks in the state department and the Pentagon and, and the D and CIA and shit. And now we can move on to the next global hegemon Facebook, where we can continue doing our good work, you know, like that, like this is no accident that this is the way that like Facebook is framing this, that the, their, their problems internally, it's cause it's all the same people. It's a, it's a, it's a straight line from one to the other, you know, and, and there's so much to dig into. I think one of the things that we've already mentioned, but it's, it's really good to highlight here is that the metaverse is bullshit, right? Like it doesn't exist in any form now. It's still an open question if it will exist uh, in any actual form in the future. But uh, Facebook is devoting a lot of resources to making it into something, right? Like, like they've just, you know, on a call with, with financial analysts on Monday, Facebook said that it had planned, it was going to spend $10 billion in 2022 alone. So next year it was already planning to spend $10 billion on creating the metaverse and that this operating cost would rise in the future years, right? Facebook has Zuckerberg talked about how uh, the the metaverse and and in particular um, reality labs, which is its new kind of metaverse focused internal department or lab or whatever. It's not like Alphabet where it's its own company, as you were saying, but it's its own its internal thing. But you know, reality labs uh, is as Zuckerberg said to you know telling financial analysts expect this to be a loss leader for the next three to five years. There, there will be no money uh, coming in from Reality Labs. It will be where we pump a lot of operating costs for research and development and uh, infrastructure and all that into, into it. You know, they've already got 10,000 people in the company uh, working on the metaverse project, they're uh, they announced that they're looking to hire another ten thousand people in Europe. Mm-hmm. Importantly, um, European focused ten thousand people. Uh, so you know, in the next few years, they're they're looking at having twenty thousand plus people working on the metaverse. It's going to be you know they're going to be spending ten plus billion dollars a year on it. Um, you know, the uh, analysts are saying that, you know, uh, they're going to be losing uh, an estimated $7 billion a year and, you know, uh, the, the company wide on creating the metaverse um, just for next, like this year alone. Uh, and those losses are going to be even higher next year and beyond that. Uh, so, you know, they, they are, they are putting their money where their mouth is. They are really trying hard to, to make this happen, to make the metaverse happen. I think it's still an open question of how much it actually will happen and in what way it will happen. I, I think it's important this, to realize that, you know, a fundamental technology for this is Oculus. We've already talked about the founder of Oculus, Palmer Lucky, in our episodes on Enduril with Michael Richardson. You, you, you Good TMK listeners will know that this man, that this is an evil, evil man. And while he got ousted from Facebook under, you know, secretive, controversial reasons, you know, um, allegedly or speculation is that it had in part to do with uh, his like rabid support for Trump and American nationalism and, uh, you know, like right wing ideology, which flies in the face of Zuckerberg is very, you know, very self-consciously tries to pitch Facebook as a nonpartisan company, right? Um, there was internal documents showing, you know, that um, in 2020, uh, the, the the WhatsApp team had wanted to, to push like Spanish language voting information on the WhatsApp platform. And Zuckerberg personally struck down that initiative because he thought it would make the company look, quote unquote, partisan. Right. Mm-hmm. But of course, like there's 
you can't be as, as as the boy Howard Zinn said, you can't be neutral on a moving train. That's right. That decision of uh, of a superficial neutrality is itself an ideology, is itself a political position, one in favor of maintaining the status quo, right? Like that, but that's what Facebook, that's what Zuckerberg thinks part nonpartisanship or neutrality is, is just maintaining the status quo and growing bigger in the status quo. The finances here, there's just, there's a lot of money being pumped into this. You know, they announced their Ray-Ban stories, their augmented reality glasses, which, you know, I think we need to think of them as like the inverse of they live, right? It, you know, and they live, you put on the glasses and it shows you the, the, the truth, right? It, it pierces the veil of ideology and shows you the truth of society. Well, you know, Facebook's, uh, you know, Ray-Ban story glasses, that that's putting on the ideology glasses that you put those on and it just shows you the propaganda. It shows you the ideology. And this is another aspect of this being, um, you know, for Facebook, as you were talking about with Shoshana Wodinsky's, uh, you know, reporting on the fate on the leaked Facebook papers, you know, how they talk about this is all a public relations problem. They don't know how to solve this public relations problem, but importantly, they think that all of these, Issues, all this toxicity uh, that's been arising on Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and, and you know so on and so forth, they see these as image problems. And how do you fight an image problem with propaganda? Right, a bad image can be negated by good propaganda. And I think that that's ultimately what we have to understand. So much of this, not only the rebranding of Meta, but also all of the money that they are planning to invest is about good propaganda in their view, negating bad publicity. The metaverse is never going to happen. It's not, it's not going to, it's just not, we know that we've hashed that, you know, it's not going to happen. What is going to happen is more of this bullshit for publicity, more of these bullshit power grabs, more of these bullshit scandals and abuses of power, more attempts to usurp traditional infrastructures, that people live for daily need for daily life, whether that is payments infrastructure, financial infrastructure, internet infrastructure, like for example, with its fiber optic um, endeavors that it's launching with friends of the show, uh, SoftBank. There's um, all sorts of moves made by the company to do everything it possibly can to port over your life, like we we're saying, onto its platform. And the most generous interpretation of it, of the metaverse, the most generous one is that it's hand-waving for all of that. That's it. And, but the reality is it's a half-baked delusional fever dream from someone who didn't finish any of the dystopian sci-fi novels that they're referencing. <laughs> and if it's a team of people, then eat, fuck them even more, dude. <laughs> you know, like you, you have no excuse. Right. Neil Stevenson, who wrote the book in which the term metaverse emerged to describe this nightmare vision, had to put out a fucking statement being like, I have nothing to do with this. This is not me. I have never spoken with Facebook about this. They have never spoken to me. We are not. I am not. This is not me. Please do not associate my work with their bullshit. You know, um, that Meta, seems wild it, in itself that they haven't even is. tried to approach him, right? Like at least bring him in for a, you know, a, a talk or something if like that. I'm going to name, if I'm going to make a world that was a dystopian vision, I would talk to the dude and be like, how do I not make it like your thing? Yeah. What, what are some ideas you have about that? No. Okay. No. We, well, I guess that's cool. It told the good warning, good, good omen that he didn't <laughs> ask the guy who made the dystopian thing how uh, to prevent it from happening. That's that makes me feel good about it. If it did happen, every single thing I've ever learned about metaverse makes me not only laugh at the idea that is being pitched seriously that anyone is taking it seriously, but also that like even if it was, why should Facebook be allowed to do any of this shit? Why should Facebook, a, a, a company that is 
covered head and toe in blood. Why should Facebook be allowed to make a single thing for a single person? Why should it not be torn apart to the wind? A lot of the arguments that people always give to say or to dismiss that and say it's too extreme or to say blah, blah, blah. It, it always comes down to, oh, you know, like they're everywhere. We can't really do anything. Why is that? I mean, that's part of the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem is because of how big and, ing- and deep and entangled in our lives Facebook is, it is able to hurt a whole lot of people. And all the defense really is, it's like, yeah, but we help more. Do you? Is there evidence of that? <laughs> is there any evidence of that? I guess we're lucky he hasn't read any of uh, Neil Stevenson's like newer books. Mm-hmm. Like he has, Neil Stevenson has a book that came out. I want to say this was like 2010 or 2011 called Reemdy which is like read me, but the D and the M are transposed. Mm. Basically like the whole story of this is like a, a drug smuggler who starts his own MMO RPG company where you can actually make real money, like mining gold. You know, there's like a temples where you can burn it as an offering and it deposits into your bank account. That's what Steve Bannon read. (laughs) You think, you think we can get rid of these assholes when they die? Wait till you read his latest book called Fall, and it's about fucking rich assholes uploading their brain into the fucking cloud and then just like throwing billions of dollars at fucking data centers to keep their brains going so their little brains can develop these little little fucking like feudal games. Oh, nice. Oh, oh shit. That's Peter Till and uh, Ray Kurzweil. (laughs) 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 The singularity, but it's drenched in blood. The fall book, the beginning of that book is fucking apropos to all the shit that's going on in the world right now. Mm. I would suggest people to check it out. Even just read the first like part of the book and you'll go, God damn. It, yeah, it, it's it's all this shit, right? And they, they don't want red. They don't want a red team. They don't want naysayers. That's why they're not talking to Neil Stevenson, right? They don't want somebody to come in who, who has authority to be like, oh, you, you want to know how you how, how you make this and not make it dystopian? You don't make it. That's how <laughs> they don't want to hear that. We, we, we've been saying this ain't going to happen. And I think that, I think that's where the smart money is, is that this isn't going to happen in any serious way. I mean, if you look at the, uh, if you look at the, uh, like the, the, the videos that they put out, you know, the, the, the presentations of metaverse and shit is, it looks like shit. It looks like pure fucking shit. Remember listener, the tech for none of this exists. So like they are video, they have the videos of like Zuck doing shit in the metaverse, but you have to remember because the metaverse doesn't exist, that what they have is a video of him pretending to be using virtual reality shit to pretend to do a real world thing. They've got a movie. So he's pretending to they pretend. They made a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so he's acting in a film produced by Facebook where the film is pretending that they're in I the mean, metaverse. acting is, is, is a bit Stupid. kind to describe what he's actually <laughs> yeah, doing. <laughs> yeah, please. You're right. I'm sorry. I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> it's very... He's simulating. Yeah, he's simulating a human <laughs> doing behaviors. <laughs> the, the fucking video where it's like him talking to a uh, uh, that that woman who's wearing like a biker like a leather jacket, and they're like sitting at a table talking to each other, and it's all just hand gestures, and it's like. <laughs> Like they don't know how to use their hands and talk. And it's very, it's very funny. It's very funny. But let's take seriously though, for a second, the idea that it will happen. Because as you mentioned, uh, you know, they, or as we've talked about, they are spending a lot of money on this. And also VCs are fucking frothing, frothing at the mouth of this as well. Like I I saw, uh, I saw a little stat that, um, you know, there was a a augmented reality goggle maker called Magic Leap, which if you don't know about Magic Leap, that's for a reason. (laughs) That shit failed. That company, (laughs) that startup was written off as a failure. All of a sudden got revived with a half a billion dollars of new investment uh, ahead of the announcement of the metaverse. An investor, Matt Cohen, uh, wrote in Crunchbase that this is, as he put it, quote, a moment of unprecedented liquidity for VC funds. And they are, as Mm -hmm. Brian Merchant put it, dying for something like a metaverse to pour capital into. These are, so the masters of the universe, the makers of reality, 
they see the metaverse as something is investment worthy. They want this. They want it so bad. Why do they want it so bad? Brian Merchant in his piece in the Atlantic, uh, we'll throw a link to this in the episode description, had a, you know, made a really good point here that, uh, you know, these, these VC firms have been dying for something actually innovate, innovative and revolutionary to like throw money into. Facebook and Zuck and all them have made a really good pitch that metaverse is the place to do that. So, so there is going to be a lot of capital pouring into this, not just from Facebook, but all the like, but the ecosystem of metaverse money um, that that is going to pop up around this. I, I talked about this, uh, the boys over and the, the boys and the girl over on Trash Future, not to make this gendered, but we talked about like the, the, the kind of like some of the like metaverse companies uh, a few weeks ago. And, and, you know, there, there are a lot of companies that are really looking into like, this is the next phase. This is the next frontier. This is where they're going to pour a bunch of capital into, you know, Zuck is going to own the infrastructure um, for the metaverse. And then a lot of other companies are going to come in and create products and create grifts and create scams uh, on top of the metaverse. And, and so, you know, so there's a lot of people pushing for this to happen. What, what do you think this will actually look like? If it does happen, my vision of this is something very similar to Zoom. Zoom came, Zoom had, when, when the pandemic hit, it was, it was the moment for Zoom, right? The virtual conferencing uh, software that we all, you know, lived our lives on for the last 18 months. But Zoom had been around for a long time. It was an enterprise technology. It was a technology, like I remember I had used Zoom a few times in my university job. Friends of mine working for big companies, especially, you know, companies that see themselves on the frontier of new technology like Accenture and McKinsey, you know, these consulting companies had been using Zoom as well. It was this enterprise, this like corporate enterprise technology that your job made you use. And then the conditions came about where we had to use it. It was the only thing that we could use to communicate with each other. And so Zoom became ubiquitous, but it became ubiquitous again because we were all fucking working on it, right? We all had to use it right. to work. That is my view of what the metaverse is, how the metaverse becomes a, a real thing. It doesn't become Fortnite, doesn't become World of Warcraft, it doesn't become this like MMO, or it doesn't become a uh, fucking um, Ready Player One, where it's like this virtual reality that we all live in because it's fun and entertaining and I can be Iron Man and shit. It's it's a fucking infinite office space. It becomes the place where we have to use it because our jobs make us use it, right? That's where we go to have meetings. That's where we go to sit in on quarterly reports. That's where we go to do presentations. That's where we go to 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 mingle uh, and innovate around the virtual water cooler. But I get to wear my Iron Man uh, skin while I'm doing it. Right, uh, Ed gets to dress up like Bakunin uh, while 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 you know working with, with his Joker editors. makeup. Yeah, with Joe Bakunin with Joker makeup. Right, <laughs> like that's that's where this shit becomes reality. In my view, is it you know it that's the pitch here. It becomes an it becomes an infinite office that we all live in. And we all die in. Importantly, <laughs> you know, uh, or or or. And this goes to uh, like what Jeremy was talking about with like uploading, you know, your mind. And so you can survive after you die. You know, this is where you go to interact with, uh, with, with celebrities. This is where you go to interact with, you know, dead relatives. Uh, you know, they all live in the metaverse, right? But you can go see them. You can go have a picnic with your grandma, you know, in, in the meta park. Right. Like this, in my, in my view, this is how this becomes a reality. When we say it's not going to happen, uh, it's not going to happen in the way that it's being pitched and sold to us now because nobody fucking wants that. Nobody wants right. that, but it's going to happen in a way that it doesn't matter what you want because you're forced to use it. You're forced to use it for your job. You're forced to use it for X, Y, or Z reason. Right. And then you just get used to it. Right. That's how this shit happens. Like, I think that's how we have to understand the metaverse. I think that you're exactly right. You know, Facebook's best work from the perspective of a capitalist, if I'm a capitalist, I'm looking at Facebook, works the best when it kind of forces 
a product or service on a group of people and figure out what way can I make it so that they have to use it. Maybe I couple it with another service. Maybe I use it as a gatekeeper to the internet. Maybe I incentivize it with um, ludicrous payments, you know, if I'm making a clone or a competitor of some other service. Whatever I do, the best way for me to grow it is to burn money to do so, right? And, you know, if we do take seriously, as you're talking about the metaverse, even though it is, if we take it seriously, you know, as the points you've aligned and as Merchant talks about, it's really prime ground for speculation. I mean, it's another, it's another, you know, it's another uh, asset bubble, or it would be another asset bubble. You know, real estate's an asset bubble. For as an example, on here you could have digital real estate, which would not really have any of the same sorts of um, limitations or constraints, and might have new ones that would allow for new types of speculation. Right? You might, you don't have uh, limitations on sky rises. You don't have limitations on you know geography and where you can put things. You have limitations in forms of like bullshit insurance and other in rents and all that, uh, or rents that you might have to pay as a speculator on it, but you have much more potential to extract the revenue from people to make new rules that benefit yourself and other speculators about what the real estate in that world is going to look like or any other sort of thing, right? It is, it is brand new. It is a frontier. It is a frontier because it can truly be land on which any rule and any mechanism for extracting value can be, you know, put on the ground and rendered legitimate and built upon. If anything, again, like the metaverse will just end up being a way for Facebook to like set the terms for a, a, a deeply commodified internet experience with them sitting somewhere near the center, if not being the center, if not being the killing grounds on which all of us are, um, you know, harvested, right? Like, you know, I think the Shoshana Zubras metaphor is, is pretty good here. Um, the, the metaphor of... Uh, people's individual bodies uh, being, you know, uh, hollowed out and harvested for information. I think that, you know, of course it has its own problems in surveillance capitalism, but we can borrow that to talk about a future in which Facebook creates great fertile soil to build a new empire on because it's killed everything else that was there and used the body as fertilizer, right? And has set up the terrain and reformed the landscape so that it stands to benefit whatever gets made there in the future. Even if it's not some product that they envision, even if it's not a service they envision, even if it's not a relationship they envision, they want to create or help create the ecosystem which will have a place for them and a significant amount of revenue for Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, and we have to pay attention to these issues of political economy, uh, of course. This is the rentier nature of the of these tech companies um, brought to its logical conclusion, where you again you 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 pay real money for nothing, right? For nothing, and we have to also be wary of falling into, you know, Facebook, the company, as well as a number of these, uh, you know digital rights or electronic rights foundation uh, organizations have focused on how how are, you know how's the is 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 the metaverse going to be private it's going to be safe it's going to be secure right like you know facebook pledged from that privacy and safety need to be built into the metaverse from day 1 right and facebook had a a, a post on its you know in its newsroom a while ago talking about they are investing money, I think like $10 million or something, into you know, partnerships for how to make the metaverse responsibly, right? Now, of course, some of the organizations there are in institutions they're partnering with, or one of them is the fucking Organization for American States. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Flawless history. With that organization, they've never done that. <laughs> Which for, for people who are unaware, I mean, the OAS <laughs> is one of these organizations that wears a shirt that says, I am not a CIA front group. And then, you know, uh, and then they're saying, y'all are asking a lot of questions already <laughs> answered by my shirt. <laughs> How many times do I have to wear this shirt until you understand? <laughs> yeah, like OAS operates in, in, uh, in Latin America and it 
folks. It is, it is a, it is a CIA front group. <laughs> it, it is part of the, uh, of, of the CIA's like soft power throughout the, throughout Latin America. And oh, but they're partnering with Facebook on how to make the metaverse responsibly. I feel great. I feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everything, like I said, every single thing I've ever learned about the metaverse has made me ask, uh, what the fuck is going on? Are people talking about it in any way other than the analyses we laid out? Um, and the analysis laid out by Brian Merchant, by the analysis laid out by Jason, you know, other commentators. I'm waiting for Shoshana to put something out, you know, I'm, 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 I've got, I've got a Google alert notification waiting uh, because also her takes on Facebook and its entangledness in people's lives always have, you know, looked at the political economy. And I feel like a lot of the other analyses of meta are not, right? Losing sight sometimes of the absurdity of what's being proposed and focusing solely on that on a superficial level did, which we did. You know, we talked about that on the in the first part of the episode, but that was like so that you can then understand like they are saying a lot of things that are unlikely to happen, but there's deeper reasons also why they're saying them. Like he's not just, I mean, he's as, as absurd and fantastical as all of this is, he's not solely shooting the shit. He didn't come and riff for an hour and a half, right? They have a vague vision of the world that they want to create. Um, and it requires them to have more control of certain things, be more in- integrated into certain systems and be more widely adopted and accepted. And that requires, in some parts, PR uh, bullshit, and other parts that requires, like, for them to say that they're doing one thing and continue to build infrastructure for another, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, it's a real company with a real vision and real incentives and desires, and and they do not line up at all with safety and society. Line up with revenue and growth um, and capture, you know? Capture of the regulatory system, capture of the political system, capture of the financial system, capture of you know social life, uh, capture of whatever thing is not on the platform already. Yeah, it's a sad fact of of the dis of the discourse here that things like privacy and security or privacy and safety have become a, a form of dangling keys. Right? It's for it's a it's a way to distract us from uh, asking those deeper questions of of power, of ownership, of extraction, of exploitation, commodification, and commercialization. We're not meant that we're not meant to ask any of those questions because it's fine, it's private, and it's secure, and it's safe. Yeah, you're being forced to use it. Yeah, you're being coerced into using it. Yeah, you don't have access to anything else in your life. And so this is a bit of a pittance that you get where at least you can, you know, you can live in the metaverse. It's okay. It's okay. It's private. It's safe. It's secure. Trust us. Trust us. And even if it's not private, safe, and secure, at least you have the perception that is. And that's at the end of the day, all that matters is we want that trust and legitimacy. Folks, yeah, that shit is important. Obviously, it's important, but there are there are second order questions here that we are not meant to be asking, that we are not meant to be paying attention to. And would it would it surprise you to learn that those are questions of political economy, questions that fundamentally challenge Facebook's own position in society and its own vision of the future? Uh, you know that those are the things we're not meant to be asking. Those, but those are the things that. Anytime you hear metaverse, those are the questions that need to be popping in your head. That's the analysis you need to be doing. And I will never call Facebook meta. I I will never do it. (laughs) I'm telling listen, if you read my work and I call it meta, there's a gun in the room. (laughs) There's a gun in the room and it is being pointed at me. I will never call it meta of my own free will except to make a joke about it. Right. Like we did the other day where I was like, you know, they, I wrote a story about how they basically bought a company called Meta um, and then closed it the day that they did the announcement. And I was like, Meta, Meta and the Chan Zuckerberg initiative, you know, weren't available for comment. That's that's when I'll say that I will not ever be like Meta Platforms Incorporated today. Um, <laughs> As no one should. That's the equivalent of Ed blinking twice in the hostage video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm waiting for some uh, entrepreneurial person to come up with like a no ma'am 
shirt, kind of like riffing off of the, uh, mm-hmm. the no ma'am shirt from, um, from married with children back in the day. Like Al Bundy used to wear a shirt that said, uh, it said no ma'am. And it basically stood for national organization of men against Amazonian masterhood. <laughs> 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 instead of ma'am, instead of ma'am standing for, you know, that it should be meta, meta alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it, you know, if we if we if if we fuck around too long, we're going to be fighting against Amazonian masterhood. If you know what I mean. That's right, and that that's that that's the fucking fight for another day. There's too many fights. There's too many. This war has too many fronts. <laughs> There's too many fronts. <laughs> David's fighting too many Goliaths at one time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I think I think we'll end it there. I think we'll we'll wrap up the episode there. You know, we had to talk about Meta, unfortunately. And by Meta, I mean the metastasis of Facebook, this cancer and the body yeah. politic. That's what I mean when I when if I say Meta, you know I'm really saying the metastasis of Facebook. I'm saying it's that shit is cancer. Right. It's virtual cancer. It's cancer. <laughs> it's evil. Snow <laughs> crash, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a Yakubian devil. That's what that shit. Is. It really is, though. Just sit down. Don't you come out to defend our enemy? You sit down and you shut up and tell your master to come on out and deal with it. Farrakhan, I hate that motherfucker, but I think that we are going to be uh, seeing a lot more of um, Facebook do this bullshit from now on, especially because they didn't do a corporate restructuring. Very curious what's going to happen on the antitrust side. You know, we got to have Shoshana in at some point to talk about uh, that and also uh, the recent Google leak, uh, not leak, um, the Google dump where Texas antitrust attorney general basically revealed to like minimal coverage in the press, which was wild, that uh, they have like 12 smoking guns about Google collaborating with Facebook to rig multiple advertiser mm-hmm. markets and also just crush dissent. I mean, crush competition. And promise to cover up any sort of evidence and also go to bat for anyone who's discovered in this scheme. So that, that'd, be a, that'd be a fun, uh, that'd be a yeah, fun Yeah, when you say Shoshana, we mean Shoshana Wodinsky, of course. No, we're going to get Zuboff on actually, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we, uh, we are not going to address her book and we will just talk about that. <laughs> so you've written um, nothing. Uh, can you talk to us about <laughs> I loved you in uh, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. She played a great Dr. Octopus. <laughs> she, oh my God. Jerry, you got me for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? She was in that. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of the new um, the Marvel Spider-Man movies. This is the animated one that came out a couple years ago. They, uh, it was a different universe, and Dr. Octavius was a woman that looks a little bit like Shoshana Zuboff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, she kind of looks like the retro uh, rogue. Too, oh yeah, you know. Um, I mean, look, she's got a good style. <laughs> the substance is to be questioned, but the style, the style <laughs> is good. <laughs> yeah, we're, this is this isn't this isn't a critical analysis. Yeah, I mean, hey, when you work at Harvard Business School, you can afford a thing. I mean, that's the thing, dude. If I was working at Harvard Business School, you'd be seeing me in Kooji sweaters every fucking day. <laughs> I'd be, talk, I'd be sitting there talking about the, um, you know, capitalism would just be better if we, if, if we got back to our roots, giving everybody Kooji sweaters. <laughs> if we got back to the roots, then capitalism would be better. Right. <laughs> that's, that's <the> venture capitalists <laughs> think. <laughs> like, capitalism would be better if we got back to the roots. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before we forget, yeah, no, we will definitely get Shoshana Wodinsky on uh, what you were talking about with the Facebook uh, and Google collusion, it, that's that Blue Jedi shit, right? Like the code name Blue Jedi. Yeah, we got, we, yeah. Have, mm-hmm. we will definitely have, have an episode with Shoshana talking about this very uh, clear evidence of 
collusion. This is just cartelism, right? Mm-hmm. This is collusion. Yeah. Um, all right. But with that, I think, you know, we gave y'all our take on the Facebook come meta story. You know, there will be more to come as they spend $10 billion next year on all this shit and blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. you know, keep an eye out. Nobody wants this, but that don't mean it's not no. coming for you in some way shittier version than that fucking Facebook movie that Zuckerberg quote unquote acted in uh, for last week. So <laughs> with that, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find more of us on Patreon at patreon.com slash this machine kills. We got a, we got a whole huge backlog of premium episodes now that you can access there. We got our ongoing book club uh, uh, on Wendy HK Chun's 2006 classic Control and Freedom, Power and Paranoia in the Age of Fiber Optics, which continues to just be uh, a, a wildly prescient and relevant analysis of all this stuff. Um, the more things change, Always. the more they stay the fucking same. Um, so find mm-hmm. us there at Patreon. Otherwise, thank you for listening and we'll see y'all later with more. Until then, later. later.